0: hi we're alexis and adrian from product managers at work and we started our Substack to share insights about our thought processes working at top companies in silicon valley today we'll talk about useless versus useful competitive analyses let's get started when i first joined tesla as a product manager i remember making a competitive analysis chart to understand the competitive landscape. This is a common exercise for product managers. They make a list of competitors, build a set of criteria to evaluate the competition, such as pricing and features, and finally, they evaluate all of these variables against each other. They might have a table, like Tesla Model 3, Jaguar I-Pace, Chevy Bolt, Nissan Leaf, have columns with the prices, the ranges, and the time to full charge for each of these models. What I realized was this was a completely useless exercise, and nothing ever came from it. High-level industry competitor analysis is useful when you want to understand the lay of the land, but that is not to be confused with affecting your team's immediate roadmap, I later realized the exercise wasn't useful because Tesla customers don't buy cars by comparing features. Tesla's customers are a luxury car buying group, and when they buy a Tesla, they buy a feeling. Wanting to look good to their friends, or feel like they're commuting to work luxuriously. But that doesn't mean The feature comparison chart is always a useless exercise, because there are people who make their decisions that way. Typically, businesses buying enterprise SaaS products make their decisions very logically. In this case, I was simply following into the footsteps of copying what people normally did without thinking about the reasons behind it. I compared Tesla against competitors along arbitrary criteria that did not matter much to Tesla's customers and had no clear idea how to act on the analysis. What I had to ask myself instead was, what part of my roadmap am I trying to change as a result of this exercise? And design my competitive analysis to serve that purpose. Let me compare a good PM versus what a great PM might do. A good PM is exercise-driven. They do the competitive analysis exercises. They might ask then, what can I do with this information? And realize it's not useful. As a result, there's no change in the outcome. A great PM, on the other hand, is action driven, they start with asking what part of my roadmap am I trying to change? Then they use a tool that maps to those goals and the outcome is a change in feature launch or priorities. So ask yourself, how will the results of this analysis change my strategy? The competitive analysis for a strategy consultant and a product manager look different. While the analysis for a strategy consultant is more high level, the analysis for a product manager must be precise in order to be useful. Here are three ways you could use competitive analysis to improve your roadmap. The first way is that you could use it to set the bar for engineering polish. Competitive benchmarking can help you set expectations for the reality, reliability and performance your team should be targeting. When my team launched Tesla Voice Assistant, I looked at Apple CarPlay, Amazon Auto, and Echo Auto, and compared functionality against various variables. Average response time, transcription accuracy, offline functionality, number of supported languages while we considered targeting offline functionality for the initial release we realized that none of the other services offered this and so we deprioritized it this exercise allowed me to understand where other services have set the bar for reliability so that we could ensure our product was better than comparable services from a reliability perspective. The second way a competitive analysis can improve your roadmap is to identify a missed user need. You can also look at different competitors to reverse engineer critical user needs and insights that you might not have identified in your own research. For example, Alexis leveraged this when she was launching moderators for Facebook groups. Previously, Facebook groups only had a single type of role called admins, and Alexis was working on adding a second moderator that had less privileges than admins, but could still help in managing large groups. She had done user interviews with current admins to identify core features that should be available for the new moderator role, but wanted to check if there were any missing user needs she failed to identify. After all, she could only interview a few admins through Groups, though Groups is a product used by thousands of different use cases. As a result, Alexis analyzed competitor products such as Reddit, Meetup, Band, for their moderator equivalent. She found that competitor products often had auto-moderation capabilities, a feature which had not come up in prior research. This piece had been missing in user interviews because the need for bulk automated moderation tools only makes sense for extremely big groups and admins of those groups are rare and hard to get for user interviews. As a result of competitive analysis, Alexis identified bulk action as a potential user need, tested it, and added it to a list of moderator features. Third, you can also use a competitive analysis to improve your roadmap by validating a killer feature. If you have a hypothesis for a killer feature that will really make your app, a competitive analysis can help you confirm whether it will make your app unique. Often the innovative killer feature you're banking already exists in a similar form in a competitor product, or it exists in the exact same form across many competitors. At which point, you may need to reevaluate your product's value proposition. When Alexis was launching Instagram video chat, for example, she developed a hypothesis that having video chat on the mini screen while browsing Instagram would be a killer feature. This is because in user research, there was a commonly observed behavior where two people would leave FaceTime on for a long time and chat casually while browsing Instagram, making conversation based on content they see in the feed. This suggested that a mini screen that shows both people's faces that floats on top of Instagram feed would be superior to the current experience where two people can't see each other's face on facetime when browsing instagram the team could move confidently knowing that this would be a killer feature because they did competitive analysis on a huge range of video chatting competitors and concluded that this feature would truly be unique when you're about to embark on competitive analysis Instead of jumping in right away, first ask yourself what kind of change you're looking to affect on your team's roadmap so that you can actually drive real impact.